The Derek Talks About Black with Black Podcast, Episode 2, Hunter McNally. Come on now! Hello and welcome to the Derek Talks About Blank with Blank podcast. Today I have my second guest, Hunter McNally. He is a rock musician from Central PA, uh, Philadelphia PA area. Uh, and he just released his first album on my own. Like I think, what was it? This Earlier this month? Yeah. 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 July 10th. Yeah. So yeah, go stream that. Um, and let's jump right into the questions. So first off, what other artists or groups are your biggest inspirations? So um, a lot of the earlier inspirations were more like uh, Pink Floyd and a lot of classic rock stuff. My dad kind of helped me grow up on. And then mm-hmm. uh, right when I started recording music, it was more X Ambassadors and Imagine Dragons and stuff like that. And then lately it's just been Tame Impala, like everything. I'm just obsessed with them. It's bad. <laughs> like all my friends are just sick of hearing about it. So <clears throat> I have not gotten into them. I don't know why. I just haven't gotten to go listen to them. Are are they really that good? It's like I, I feel like people I'm in the comments of like obsessed. the video are gonna yell at me for not listening to Tame Impala, but <laughs> you you would know. know at least one song by them. Uh probably. But like yeah. their music, his music, it, he writes all the all the instruments like everything on the on all the albums and like he's just insanely creative and he uses all these different synthesizers and stuff and sounds that i'd never heard before so it, it's crazy but i strongly urge you to check it out it's cool it's really cool so, anything else because i know you were talking to me during the school year about how the one time in the one class i mentioned um X ambassadors you're like that's my favorite band and i'm like yeah "Yeah, i haven't listened to a lot of their stuff (laughs) yeah no when you when you were talking about belong the ap that they released in class i just kind of shot up because i was like oh someone else listens to x ambassadors because like they (laughs) i was obsessed with them for the longest time i actually seen him i had met him too i met all three of them outside of what in the chameleon club um oh nice my my then girlfriend and i were there we were got there about three hours prior to the show and we were waiting out back and their tour bus just rolled up and they got out and said hi to us and it was just like oh cool this is like my favorite person in the world just walking out of the bus like (laughs) just like it was insane and like um then you had the basic other people that came just for signatures but like it was really cool i got signatures on the back of my shirt so it's really cool. awesome yeah it's really cool yeah okay second question do you ever find a deeper connection to one of the songs you make but then another song that you weren't expecting to get popular gets popular um i i want to say that uh, another big song that i just so Promises was a single that I wrote. It was just kind of out of the blue. It was before my album came out. And I just kind of put that out there because I felt like it was really experimental for me because it was just kind of more synth sounds and different weird stuff that I had. And 
like I had sent it to a few friends prior to like releasing it and they're just like so you're just kind of turning into an 80s pop uh <laughs> artist and I was like I don't know if that's what I call it but it it sounds pretty close it it, it is very <laughs> 80s pop sounding <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah and I I just I fell in love with the song and I I just kind of put it out there on a whim and I didn't really expect it to go anywhere because I was just like, I just like this song, I'm going to put it out. And it's like my third or fourth top song on everything, like above everything else. And I'm just like, yeah, was really surprised by it. So, yeah, I really like that song, actually. It's really, it, it's oh, definitely you. different from the rest of your stuff. It's just like, that's cool. I like this. Trying something new, you know, just whatever yeah. came, came in my head. Wrote that song in like, I think it was an overnighter. It was like eight hours I had written that song. I, I just have nights like that where I just I would write a song because I can't forget an idea. If I fall asleep, I'm going to forget the idea. I don't write it down or anything. I always just have it in my head because I like how it sounds in my head. But if I can't replicate what, what the sounds in my head on my laptop, it's just it's not a successful night. <laughs> so Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Most of the time, most of my ideas come when I'm mowing the lawn because one of my part-time jobs is mowing a lot is mowing lawns so it's just like i'm mowing the lawn and i'm just like i mean i posted this on my story the one time it was like i had this jazz fusion seven eight rhythm and like kind of two chord thing in my head and it was like constantly in my head so i like literally recorded it on my phone and then i went to my DAW later that night which is band lab which is like it's not like a it, it's an online DAW, so it's like not as like great as like you know stuff like logic or um like pro tools or anything i looked and it doesn't have seven eight as an option for time signature and i was like oh no so i still have the recording of me just doing this weird thing on my phone and i'm just like i I don't even know what i'm gonna do with this i'm gonna have to wait till school oh goodness yeah hey favorite artists or groups at the moment uh well for sure to impala like everything (laughs) um uh X Ambassadors is another good one. Um, I've been kind of just bouncing around a lot lately. I, I like I love a lot of different kinds of genres. There is a band that I actually got into recently, um, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. They're more of like a jazz. Uh, I guess they're more funk, jazz, something like that. But Ooh. they're really, really good. And like the guy's voice is just absolutely insane. And I've been trying to see them for a very long time. So. Nice. I'm gonna have to look them up now because I love jazz funk fusion. Oh, so well, I see. I'm not good with like pinpointing genres. Like it's just yeah, it just sounds really jazzy to me. So I can get that. Yep, I can yeah. get that. Yeah. Uh, future. Uh, no, actually, that's a last question. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> okay, let's move on to my questions because you know those oh, are important. Okay, so as I told you before we started recording this. Um, the first three questions I have for you are kind of just like explanations or things that I was that were going through my mind while I was doing a deep dive on the album. Um, it was just like things that like just kind of popped up multiple times. And I was just like, hey, that sounds like this or this sounds and this is like interesting things that I might have found out. And I just want you to, you know, like elaborate on that, explain it maybe a little bit better than I do, because obviously I'm not the one who wrote the songs. You are. So the first one in your song lost you sing about having a broken heart while still having an ache for another person but these feelings are contrasted with lyrics in your songs i don't care and leave me alone and also space it's 
almost as if you're having a listener, having the listener go through this roller coaster ride of emotions with you. Yeah. yeah it, it, um, the whole process of the album was just kind of based on the emotions that I had gone through over this period of time. And I've been in a lot of relationships, actually, I've been in and out of probably four relationships during the making of the album. And it was like, it was just like different times with the same people. And it was really rough. It was a really rough patch. Cause like I had so many different feelings. Like I was in a relationship, I felt in love and then I kind of fell out of it and then, Oh, but it's still there. And then, so it was just kind of pushing and pulling the entire time. And it was just like, it was stress. It was constant stress. Um, but with Lost, uh, that song is was pretty much just one where I like because Leave Me Alone and I Don't Care was more of like like an anthem like I don't need you I don't need a relationship that's yeah. something I don't want. Um, but when I wrote Lost, it was just kind of like I w- it was like what three in the morning and I was going through a bunch of chord progressions on the guitar and I liked the, this one that sounded and I wanted kind of like a like a deep sea kind of sound to the beginning and because it just kind of fades yeah. in um and oh also shout out to josh marzak who mastered the entire album so yes josh he he's 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 a he's a legend <laughs> for that um but yeah lost was like a really personal one because that it's actually it's about it's a double it's a double meaning it's about a relationship that i had gone through but it's also about uh, indirectly about my grandfather about how I miss him because I he passed away a few years ago and I started writing like the lyrics for this song uh, where do we go when we have when we hit the last second like that was just something that popped in my head and I was I always had a fear of death so that was pretty interesting to write about that <laughs> um don't we all but yeah so like that was just kind of my first question after he had passed away and this time had passed. And I was like, okay, so where is this going? Like, is this just all like, what's the point of life? You know, kind of that feeling. And yeah. um, so just kind of felt like I covered that with relationships and kind of lost track of what the actual meaning of being happy was and what the actual meaning of staying afloat in a way was. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty depressing afloat. stuff, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah and then leave me alone and i don't care i don't care it was just kind of like i was having a, i was really like mad the one day and i was just like you know what? i'm gonna write this song I'm, i was listening to green day and i was listening to like all these all these different uh actually where i was listening to it was green day i listened to a little bit of megadeth that day too i, I don't know why but it was just like listening to a bunch of like hard rock songs like you know i want to make like a punk song so I did, and I don't care happened. I just had like a chant vocal that was like my vocal saying, like yelling, I don't care 20 times over. Because <laughs> honestly, that's what you do in this song. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> it's just a chant song. Like if, if, if people don't know the lyrics to the songs and like I play live, it's just like, okay, all you got to do with this part is just scream, I don't care. <laughs> find, find something in your head you don't care about and just say it. <laughs> don't <laughs> like, care about it. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's pretty much that. And then Leave Me Alone was just kind of like, um, it was actually, I had wrote it in a relationship that I, like during a relationship that I was in and I was just like 
having problems with this person and I got to a point one night where I was like, okay, I just need time. Like you need to leave me alone and I don't want to worry about this. I just wanted to have some time to myself. So that's how that one came about. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Next question. So on your album on my own, uh, it goes through a multitude and when I say multitude, I mean a multitude of genres. Lost is soft rock. Space is soft pop. I don't care is hard rock punk, which also sounds a little like early Cage the Elephant to me for some reason. Um, but the three most curiously adventurous songs are Momentary Relapse um, and Don't Be Late. And also, oh yeah, Leave Me Alone. Uh I don't even know what genre I would put Don't Be Late and Leave Me Alone into. I guess something that kind of has to do with 80s pop, but I wasn't really even certain. And But then Momentary Relapse is like, it's like a unique fusion of rock and pop in it. And it so like kind of what I thought of it was that the verses are more of like a SoCal rock vibe, kind of like um, Bad Sons, if you've heard of them. Um, the courses evoke more of a psychedelic rock vibe. And I'm saying that knowing that I've really only listened to two psychedelic bands in my life, which are Gone is Gone and Temples. And that's basically it. So I know nothing about psychedelic rock. It just kind of felt like that to me. And then you stick an 80s synthwave pop synth solo that oddly enough really, really works. <laughs> so it was just like, I don't know what you were thinking when you were coming up with some of these genres because it's just like, it's just like, oh, this is a genre. Oh, oh, this is very different sounding than that last one. No, Momentary Relapse was like, it, Momentary Relapse is my my favorite song that I've that I've written. Um, I actually I was on a Tampala just like listening, just listening to a bunch of music by them and. I came across a song that I liked. It's called Elephant and it's on their album Lonerism. And it's just a really hard rock song. And I was just like, you know, I want to have that, but I also want to add some little different synth sounds and stuff and kind of make it different. And the first thing I had when I wrote that song was the drum was the drum loop that I found. And I found, I found that drum loop and I was, I was just like really vibing with it. I was like, okay, I want something, you know, interesting. I put some chords and guitar chords on it and, I actually had some help from someone you may know. Blake Harvey wrote the bass, mm-hmm. the bass, uh, the bass part for that, yeah, and like that bass, that part, bass part. Oh my god! I I <laughs> fell in love with it. I was just like, okay, this song is gonna be good. And I um I actually consulted my oldest brother. My oldest brother is a big inspiration for me uh, when it comes to music because he started writing music uh, before I did, and he's 27, and he's he's kind of just helped me out along the way. And he had this idea of me throwing power chords in it and just kind of switching it up. And when that came in, I started writing the lyrics about the momentary relapse. So that's also about the whole relationship thing. Uh, I tend to have a lot of anxiety when it comes to relationships because I'm just kind of back and forth a lot. And that momentary relapse was just like, once the chorus hits, it's supposed to, it's supposed to signify an anxiety attack. It's completely out out of the blue, like coming out of nowhere, and it's supposed to just hit. And when that hits and the delayed vocals and everything, it just kind of feels like everything's going on at once, and it kind of just falls back into the the verse again. So it's just kind of it's supposed to come out of nowhere, uh, and it does yeah. So I just, just I like, fell in love oh, with that song. Psychedelic. 
Yeah, I fell in yeah. love with that song and just I couldn't really tell you what genre it is <laughs> at all. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and then Don't Be Late was a fun one. That was just kind of like, that was a little bit different than the rest of the album. It was just kind of a, it was just a fun feel. It was, was yeah. a good, feeling good That's song. That's actually my favorite song oh, yeah? that you've made, honestly. It's just, I mean, that <laughs> drum groove is just so slapping. It yeah. just slaps so much. It's just like, this is tight. Yeah, I, I love that drum and uh, the chords kind of feel good with the with the drum and... Yeah. Um, actually, Marzak also had put a little spice on that song. I had sent it to him, Ooh. and he actually threw the harmonies on there at the chorus because I didn't, I didn't oh. initially have them. And he sent it to me. He's just like, "I did something," and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> and, and once he once he said it to me, I was like, "Oh, actually, that sounds really cool. I should have done that." Like I. You know, it's it's one thing to be an artist, like a solo artist, and write your own music and like play all these different instruments. But when you have someone else to just kind of look it over and like throw some things in, it's oh, crazy yeah. what kind of things you can discover about yourself. Like, oh, that did fit in my mind, but it worked. It worked out, and it sounds cool. Like that was yeah. pretty much the synth solo in, in Momentary Relapse because like I was messing around with. I think it was in Logic. It's called Jump Up Bass. And it was, it's supposed to be a low kicking bass, but I kind of set it up a few octaves and I was like, this sounds really cool. So I was messing around and just like playing around because I don't know how to play piano. Like I, I just kind of uh, fake it. Um, and I was messing around with it and I was like, holy crap, this sounds really funky. Like, but this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, so, you know, I'm just going to throw that in because it feels fun. So I, I finished that up and quantized and everything. And it just, it just felt so perfect to end the song off and just like, it, it just felt really yeah. cool. So yeah, that, yeah, that's my favorite. I could go on for hours about how much I enjoyed listening to that song. I would, I would walk on campus with just the instrumental before I even wrote the lyrics and just like, just listen to it on repeat i just put it on repeat and just listen to it because i was just like i am so proud of this song like you everybody has that one song they're just so proud of like they listen to it yeah. on repeat like they're probably the reason it's it's on my top song because i've listened to it probably 50 times over <laughs> like i need to start doing yeah. this thing where i save a copy on my phone so i don't have to like kind of push off the streams i want to have the streams as like a natural number instead of my 50 or my 100 listens on top of it you know yeah so, I get that. but yeah it, it was that. just really fun to write and i'm really really happy about that one and kind of a curveball for the album <laughs> it was just yeah so really that. um but yeah uh leave me alone uh i liked that one a lot and then don't be late was just that was just kind of a feel good song. Like I said, just a nice feel good mm-hmm. song. And I was, I liked it a lot. And the ending, the ending part had a lot of high notes and I just, I kind of just threw that in. I was like, Oh, let's just throw some high notes in here. Why not? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number three, in contrast to my last guest, Peyton, uh, whose music feels a lot more nostalgia driven. Your music feels a lot more in the moment and present which, I mean, you talked about that a little bit with, like, you going through four relationships while you were writing the album. So, like, yeah. Yeah, Very. It, it's just kind of like that was that was the whole thing. Like, music was my go-to in a time of stress or a time of anxiety. Like, that would just immediately calm me down. 
So I would wake up in the morning, I'd have this thing in my head and I just put it down. And like, whether I was having a good day or not, I get home from work and I, I, as I told you, I'm working three jobs and like, it's just constant stress and constant, like I don't sleep at night. <laughs> so um, Yikes. it's just like, you know, music was my go-to and music was kind of just a, a, a fun getaway for a good few hours. And then I wake up the next morning and have to go to work. So <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's really in the moment and like every single song that I've written was like written in that emotion, like every, like the emotion I was feeling lost, I was probably on the edge of crying at that point, like momentary relapse. I was just going through a lot of stress, like, um, but it's really based on how I felt. And um, yeah, just like every single emotion that was driven in that music. I like when I go back and listen to it now, listen to some of the songs that I wrote and some of these songs I haven't even released yet. I just listen to it and like, okay, I know exactly where I was when I wrote this and I know exactly how I was feeling when I wrote this. Like, you know, <laughs> so. Do you think yeah. it like brings you like for like things like um, lost, like, or even momentary li- relapse, do you think it brings you like back to that place of when you're like about to cry or when you were like super stressed? Like, are you like stressed while you're listening to momentary relapse? It, it's, it, seem, it seems like whenever, whenever I do go listen back and listen back to it, like I've had a lot of people tell me since since i released the album that like oh my gosh lost hit different lost hit different i was like yeah it hit different with me too like that's why i wrote it and like um i i listen i still listen to it like here and there just with headphones on at night because like i always just i'll listen to an hour of music on my headphones before i go to bed and like uh whether it's my stuff or stuff i've been listening to and just kind of like vibe with it and like you know listening back to those songs and hearing them it's just like okay wow like i feel this emotion now because i know exactly why i put this in here i know why i put that in there i know why i wanted to evoke the emotion um so it's just kind of like the most of the album was just kind of like it's a generalization of how emotions worked in through my relationships and through my life but like also kind of just like hey you can you probably relate to this or like if if you can relate to this like you probably know how i feel so yeah yeah okay uh number four your music heavily features can't english um (laughs) your music heavily features your head voice was there a specific reason for this or was it just like hey i'll just throw that in so um i had always like i'd always been told um actually this even goes back to like my high school days i was in choir and I did four years of choir and like, I just, yep. I hated it. But like, it, cause oh, my, my, my choir, choir director, my choir director was like, really, they played favorites and it was just, it was just really dumb. And um, I was always thrown to be a bass and I was always singing lower notes that people couldn't sing. And like, I had, I had always been told, Oh, you're not a tenor. You're not a tenor. You're, you're a, you're a bass and you're never, you're never going to be a tenor. You don't sing these high notes. Oh, you're like that. such a tenor. <laughs> yeah so like so, are. so like i i was just like you know what i'm gonna start writing these songs and i'm gonna put some high notes in here i'm gonna send it to my choir director i never did but like <laughs> i like i i wanted to throw them in there because like i always like having something i don't know because like the main my main instrument is my voice so i, I like to yeah. experiment with that because that's what i know to experiment with i i taught myself guitar i taught myself piano i taught myself bass like 
everything and it's just kind of like it's a crash course of like some chords or some of these notes and stuff like that and so when it comes to when it comes to music like the instrumental is there but like i really want to experiment with my voice and see what kind of notes i can hit and i just hit some pretty ridiculously high notes that um probably would burn some eardrums but like i i like even my brother has a video like he was sitting in his room because my room is directly across from my brother's and like i was singing some high notes and he recorded me doing one of the takes for leave me alone <laughs> it just sounded so bad and i was like why is this squirrel like dying in your own room? <laughs> i was like okay so that's what we're doing here um but yeah i just i really enjoyed putting a lot of high notes in there just something to kind of throw them off and marzak kind of helped me with that too like yeah because he, he can hit in his songs <laughs> so how tall does his range go like it i have no idea it's ungodly Yes. I don't know if he went through puberty, honestly. He, he hits so high with his voice. Although he, he told me that I can sing higher than him. I've hit notes that have, that have been higher than his notes. It's just I don't sing it comfortably. He, he's been trained very well. Yeah. It's just like I can hit a higher note, but I'm not going to guarantee you that it will stay on that note. <laughs> like, yeah. And I say I don't think he's hit puberty, but he can grow a beard and I can't. So, Same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, how did the collab work with um with your for your song Space? Oh, Space was a really really fun one to write. Actually, we had that we had that written and finished and mastered within a week. Because really, yeah, wow. I, I I had had the idea. So I I I love telling the story because Ani like it just enjoys hearing the story all the time. So I was sitting in my room the one night and I was. Of course, going through relationship problems, just just like so normal for me. And um, I had thought of this thing where I was just like, okay, well, maybe what if I write, about, write a song about how I actually feel about giving space to people and like in a relationship when you need space from someone and like, um, so I I kind of told her the story of what was going on in my relationship and I was just kind of writing the chord progression for it. It, it just kind of felt like a best part feel in a way. Like Daniel Caesar, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that song, but like that's just like i felt that and i was i was i was playing the chord progression i was like you know who would sound really good on this ani and i was like thinking about it. i was hearing her voice in my head and i was like i'm going to reach out to her and i actually i had met her two or three times at millersville but i when i called her that night this was the first time i'd actually ever spoken to her over the phone and i called her and i was like hey do you want to write a song together and she's like sure so <laughs> I wrote I wrote the lyrics for my verse. I sent them over to her and then she sent her verse to me and like oh my god, if I fell in love with her verse and like it just that song was so perfect from like the perspective of my perspective and the perspective of the girl, you know, like in that mm-hmm. relationship or vice versa, you know. And yeah. it, like I just and then the little bell part, I I loved that too. I kind of threw that in. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to have something that people could just kind of, you know, sing along to if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I when I did that, I I thought about like, what do I want to have there? Do I want to have lyrics? I just want to kind of like, you know, do have the do's there. And I was like, you know what? I'll do that, and then I'll I'll sing I'll sing my part, and then I'll have her do it the octave up in her register. And I did it, and it's like, holy crap! This this sounds really cool. It, with the bells and everything it just it it fit really well and like 
I enjoy writing that song. And we had, like I, has, like I said, that song was written in less than a week and was put out like the, week ne- the next week. So, yeah. So, and we're actually starting to write an EP together too. So I'm pretty excited about that. And of course I am too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then my last question is how did the collaboration with Vision work for your song, Wish, for his song, Wishes, that you um, were featured on? So that collaboration was really interesting because he is, so I, I've known him for a little while. He, he used to work at a store in the mall that I work at. And, um, and it was just kind of, I met him through friends and everything. And um, he's just, he's a really ridiculously good rapper. And he, oh, yeah. he's, he's all based off NF. Like he, he, NF is his big inspiration. And he's just, he's really good with his lyricism and everything. And, I was I want I was like hey we should write a song together so we we hopped on a Zoom call and we were just talking about like this and he had this piano sample and like I was just like oh I'm really feeling this and he's just like I was writing some lyrics to it if you want to hear them so listen to the lyrics and then I wrote my the chord the hook part which is just you know the I wish that all my dreams came through and it was just like oh crap it just all came together and then another another huge inspiration for me and him is an uh, artist named Eden, and he writes a lot of pop stuff, um, and he's been a huge influence for me. Actually, he was the reason I wrote the song Wonder off the album, too. Like, that just mm. kind of feel was that, too. Um, but, like, so I had, throw, I had thrown that hook in, and he, he put a drop at the end that I, was, I wasn't expecting it. So I was like, you know what? I feel like just screaming the lyrics at the end, if you don't mind. He's just like, go for it. So I sent him that and it just it ended up coming together. And it was like, holy crap, this sounds really cool. And we threw it on this, this like new little recording site. So there is a new app that I was told about. It's called Quadio. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yes, before. I have. I have signed up for it. Yeah. I haven't yeah, used it at all. <laughs> it's really cool. I got to actually, do, I, I spoke with a representative about it and she was telling me about like all these different, things you can do like you can collab with people you can send people tracks and everything and they show like all different colleges and like people and it shows like a a top 25 from each college and you can be a college representative at your university and everything and i want to do that because there's a lot of artists at our school so yeah there are i i figured like freaking lovesick like i love his stuff like his stuff is really cool um mars you got marzak you got there's so many people I could just think of that write I mean, music at our school. There's links, um, no bad days. Let's see, who else can I name? Oh, um, Winter Parks. Uh, who else? There, there's so many other people. There's a lot. Oh, Dakota Baker, Max Sauer. Um, there, there is a really like what was oh, the like? Wait, really did I say links? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm wearing what, a shirt right now. What was the the band that? I think it was Emily Lingle um, and oh, someone Emily Lingle and oh, Mavstrom. Mo- Is that how you said it? No, 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 no. It's, it's like they had the, like a really ridiculously heavy rock song and it was just, it was really funny. Oh, I wait. forget what. Are you talking about the, um, the, the, the Christmas band, the, like, where where dr addicts was like an elf and he was like really kind of there are plenty of artists at our school so um yeah yeah. there are there are plenty yeah but it's fun because then you get to experiment with a bunch of different people oh 
You forgot to say the moon illusion. Oh, the moon illusion. Yeah, go stream the song Mercury and Me. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. Such that a song bop. is a bop. <laughs> like, it is so good. <laughs> it is a certified uh, bop, and our boy Wyatt is just, or Wyeth is just ridiculous. Uh, ridiculously I, fun to be around. I just wanted to release so much more music because I, oh, his writing is so good because I've heard yeah. two of his other songs that he hasn't released, and I'm like, I want to listen to these more. <laughs> Please yeah. release them. Yeah. Uh, him and I are actually working on a song right now. Um, so, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I've kind of taken a break on songwriting right now because uh, like, I like playing guitar and I did this the other day. So like, oh. I can't really do much right now. Yeah, um, yeah it's not fun. My, my, it's, it's like tendonitis in my wrist and like my wrist is killing me. So uh, yeah. I just kind of just resorted to like whatever comes about. So... Um, but yeah, him and I writing a song and it, like, we're really excited about it. Cause it's, it's, it's another like bop. Like I, it's, it's going to be a bop. So nice. But yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is the point <laughs> in the podcast where I remind you that you wanted to ask me. Oh a yeah. Question. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. Honestly. Derek has this amazing question he wanted to ask me that he was talking about before we started this recording. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot it. I feel so dumb right now. Okay, yep, reading your chat. It says interlude, not intro, which makes no sense to the listener right now. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So, your first song on the album is called Interlude. But it's not an interlude, it's an intro, and it's confusing because you call it interlude when it's not an interlude. <laughs> Honestly, if you just wrote interlude, and then parentheses, an intro, I think that would have made it even funnier yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing about that, it's funny you mentioned that because... Um, so what I want to do is actually something... So I had released... Previously to this album, I had released an EP called Different Spectrums, and it was a really different sounding one. I took it off of all streaming services because I was, I was so upset with it. I didn't like it. I didn't mm-hmm. like what it turned out to be, and it was just kind of like – I had some people tell me it was Frank Ocean vibes. I don't enjoy Frank Ocean. I know there's a lot of people that really like him, but I just don't – I don't like his stuff. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really – <laughs> I could I could get I could be a angry that. comments. Yes, all the angry comments. Angry um, comments at you for Frank Ocean. Angry comments at me for Tame Impala. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that, it 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 just happens. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I I just really um, wait. What were we talking about? I just legit. Oh yeah, interlude and intro. Thought. Yeah, Inter- interlude. interlude intro. Yeah. So so the whole reason I did that, and I realized that I was doing that. I was this point is because for future projects and everything so essentially interlude is purposely put there because it's an interlude into the next phase of my music so i'm actually it's a continuation of projects so i went from different spectrums to on my own to the next album writing which is also going to have an interlude starting with it but just kind of a different feel into it so it's gonna have a different introduction mm. and a different sound to it. So it's it's just ah. kind of like introducing the album in a different way. It's kind of like what the Night to Save Five does with their music, with like 
they have they always have the title track as a night study five which is like their interlude track with like their like oh hey here's the album so <laughs> so yeah yeah you thought it was just hilarious and <laughs> you were dying laughing and now <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like oh okay all right <laughs> it's just like that's disappointing <laughs> in some way <laughs> i thought you just did that as a big joke just like just like trolling the fans just like yep i'm calling the intro interlude <laughs> and she's like no i just it, it, i actually put logic into this and i'm like nice. yeah, i didn't think anyone was gonna pick up on that <laughs> because that was not like it didn't like make any sense at all <laughs> so it, it was just kind of really funny to see people like hey so this interlude like what's going on with that <laughs> like <laughs> What's the point? I was like, I don't know. I just liked it, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just pretty funny how it came about. Okay, so let's go on to the fan questions. They're a little bit fewer this time than the ones for Peyton. Um, but at L McNally on Instagram, who is your favorite brother? I heard he has a few, which is obviously a ha ha funny funny since L McNally is one of your numerous brothers yes i have three brothers and uh two older one younger and that's actually the only question they end up asking me anytime i do something like this <laughs> so um so i guess i can uh make everybody mad and i just say that i'm i'm my favorite <laughs> i'm gonna say that i'm my favorite that's my answer <laughs> oh, such a slap in the face yes but that's sad. Uh, okay, and then the last question, which maybe this might become a thing. I have no clue. Um, I honestly don't. But if you want it to become a thing, like message me, whatever, like put in the comments of the YouTube video. Just tell me if you want this to be like a normal thing for the last fan question to be for my mom. Um, since I did that last time <laughs> and I'm now doing it again. Because, yeah, she listens to a lot of music I listen to. Yeah. Um, cause she uses my Spotify. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which also messes up my data a little bit, like the statistics of like what I've been listening to kind of things, oh, but yeah. whatever. It, it, I'm okay with it. Um, but she asked, what was the first song you wrote? And I know that the first song that you released or what says the first song you released on Spotify was home, but I'm guessing you wrote something before home. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, there was, um, I have a story with home, but the, before that, like the, the stuff that I wrote before that was like really, ex just really experimental. And like, that was just like, I had learned three chords on the piano. So I was messing around with those chords <laughs> to see what I could do. And, um, it's, it's funny that like, you can take three chords and put them in different directions and it works as a song either way, just like most of pop music nowadays. But yep, anyway, so, um, but I had written the song and it was, it was called don't know you anymore. And it was the first song off of different spectrums that I had wrote. And um, they were some really depressing songs. Like I, it was during like a down point in my life. And I was like, I, this is when I started writing music and like, I wrote don't know don't know you anymore. There was all you need to say is I'm okay, 
and then there's um oh goodness see i can't even remember like it was just so depressing like that entire ep and it was like um it was it was like a depressing point in my life where i was just like i'm gonna write music and i'm gonna sound sad and i'm gonna feel it just the entire way and actually with that music that i was writing i wrote it in one take i just kind of thought of lyrics and sang them and whatever sounded good stayed <laughs> and like um that's kind of how i came up with the lyrics it, it, it wasn't till home that i actually started writing down lyrics and like thinking about them and like changing stuff but like mm-hmm. different spectrums was just kind of like i'm gonna play an instrumental i'm gonna save it to my laptop and i'm just gonna sing it over one take and see how that goes and it ended up being like that and it just ended up being where I was just starting to use GarageBand and I didn't realize how long songs were getting because I just looped it over like 20 bars and <laughs> it just ended up being like six minute songs. So I could probably honestly tell you that that EP was like, was what, eight, seven or eight songs and four of them were just interludes in, in the middle, you know, where they should be. And, um, <laughs> and so that ended up totaling to be, and those inter, those interludes were like 30, 35 seconds. And they were just like little beats that I made. Um, that seven song EP is 10 minutes longer than my actual album. So like that kind of, kind of puts it in perspective of like, I didn't know when to stop looping the song, the instrumental, <laughs> like, that I think the the longest song that I wrote was like nine minutes long. And I, I had to, I had to, I had to cut, cut it down. I was just like, so we're writing at like 60 beats per minute. That kind of makes sense when you put it over 128 bars and realize that the song is nine minutes long. <laughs> like I was like, okay, well this song uh-huh. is nine minutes long. Let's just cut it down to six. That's, <laughs> that's bearable. <laughs> like that's about free bird. <laughs> so eight. Hey. Hey. Just saying, you got to get to a songwriting level of Sufjan Stevens to have a 25 and a half minute song called the called Impossible Dream, which yes. is honestly, I think, my favorite song by him. And then, of course, like his two latest singles, America is like 12 and a half minutes. And his latest one, My Rajnesh, I think is My Rajnesh. I don't know how to say it. I think it's a foreign language, um, but it's like nine minutes long. But I mean, also his stuff is like... Uh, especially in his more later like vocal albums it's been a lot more electronic production kind of based so it's like he can like use his voice to evolve it from like his normal voice to like a really really like techno robotic voice and just like really evolve it in these like i I mean age of odds and um age of odds and i think his upcoming album which sound from the first two tracks that he's released I'm thinking it's going to be very, very similar to Age of Odds. Odds is spelled A-D-Z, if you're wondering. Okay. Um, it's just pronounced odds for some reason. Um, but, I mean, those those two, I've his upcoming one um, and then that one are, like, super electronic heavy. Um, but also because they're really electronic heavy, he goes to some really odd places in the music. Like, it's, like, stuff that you never hear in any other kind of like he he doesn't even have a divine genre like yeah when he started out he was like oh yeah i'm folk and it's like he drops like age of odds and it's just like what are you now you are not a genre (laughs) and then he drops like the bqe which is like an orchestra mixed with electronics fusion like 
composition, like many movement composition. And then he drops a 10 song piano etude that he wrote for a ballet last year. And then like a, I don't even know. Like he has so many different genres. He, he, like, I mean, yeah, Spotify considers him Neo wave, I think is what they consider him. But or Neo Mellow is what they consider him. I'm like, I have no clue what this guy's genre is. It's it's really cool. It's just like they're going to be if you look him up, they're going to be albums that you love and they're going to be albums that you don't like as much. Just because his stuff is just everywhere. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, with with that, like that was the first music that I ever wrote in that EP. And then I got to home home was interesting because that was the first song that like I had released on, well, just kind of like actually had a big release for it. And I was really excited about it. Cause actually, if you listen closely, I don't know if you've ever heard the song Valerie by the Zootons. It's, it was, it was also an Amy Winehouse song. Um, oh, so that song, Valerie, like, why don't you come on over, Valerie? Like that chord progression in Home is legit my brother covering Valerie. And that was like the instrumental he sent me. And I was like, can I write lyrics to this? He's like, yeah, but you have to credit this band because like it's their, it's their song. And I was like, well, let's just change it up a little bit and just have it different. I was like, okay. Um, so I had that. And actually the, the, one of the funniest parts about the song being recorded is this is before I had any of my recording equipment and all this stuff. And I took my phone, I went into my basement and I set my phone up on a shelf that was right next to my TV. And I sang into my phone and that's how the vocals were recorded. Just, just off a of voice memo yep. that I just imported into the, the track. And I sent it over to my brother. He put it in the track and he put the guitar and everything and the drums and that song, when I put it out, everybody, like, that was, a, it blew up. And I was like, oh. And I, I was not expecting it at all because, like, I just was just, like, a fun song that I wrote and I just felt like putting it out. And that was my first song I actually released over all this, like, huge stuff and everything. And I was really pumped about it. And people just ate it up and they loved it. And, like, it just ended up being somewhat of a bop. And, like, it's everybody tells me it's like oh i like your music but like i like home and like that's just kind of like i feel like whenever someone says that to me it's just kind of like when just imagine your ex-ambassadors are getting out of your tour bus and it's like my favorite song's unsteady and they just released three more albums like we have other music <laughs> like i i know it's i know it's our number one song but like we have some other we have some yeah. other songs <laughs> yeah know? i get that i get that yeah so I think yeah. I've just kind of like I can't listen to home anymore because I'm just so sick of hearing it and like I hate my voice <laughs> in that song now like the more I listen wow. to it the more I just think about like what more I could have done to it and I didn't really have the actual instruments for it so so yeah yeah <laughs> okay now your face is unfrozen on my screen yeah you were frozen your face was frozen too. for like a solid like minute <laughs> i was just like you're just like looking up i'm like hello <laughs> what what you gonna do next what where's your head gonna move <laughs> so i could just stand and still where you're still talking yeah well that wraps it up thank you so much for being on my podcast and yeah thank you for having shout me. out to your upcoming ep with ani may 
um, go stream that when that comes out. Do you have a date yet for it? Or? Uh, no. So we're, we're pretty much just still working on the music and uh, it, it'll be coming soon. We actually just did the photo shoot for it. So we're pretty excited. About yeah. It. I'm sure you saw yeah. some of those pictures. So Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, and also, um, my first album, Year One, will be coming out Monday, July 20th, 2020. And that should be either the day that this podcast comes out or the day after. So, um, or I mean the day before. So go stream that. It'll be everywhere. And also, um, just another thing to say about that. Uh, when... So I tried to release this one time in like May and then it came back as like, no, you can't release this. We have a problem with the one track. And I was like, okay. So like I waited for like a few weeks, didn't want to release it again. And then I eventually like decided in like June, end of June, I was like, I guess I'll release it. And I'll just like tweak this one wording in this one song. Let's make sure that it gets the correct version of the song. Cause it was having a problem with citrus fuzz. Cause I just wanted okay. to call it just playing citrus fuzz and you know how, on that single i have like two different versions on it so it was like it's having like some problems but um make sure that you listen to it all the way from start to finish because the day that i first submitted it me and my dad literally were on a zoom call for an hour just figuring out the transitions between the songs so it'd be really really smooth so yeah and i mean even if you've already heard the stuff just just go from start to finish. It really works well from each song to each song. And I know I've released basically every song except for the last song, but it's also, Oh yeah. Other thing. It's going to be part of a four, four part series, which makes me sound a little bit like Jacob Collier, except I don't do jazz really. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be year one, year two, year three, year four. And it's going to be all instrument, or all um, original stuff that I make throughout my college year. Not stuff that I necessarily release in my college year, but the stuff that I made during my college year. So it could be like 10 tracks. It could be 20 tracks. I have no clue. I'm just going to release one album every summer. So by the end of uh, summer 2023, I will have four albums out, hopefully. So look Dang. forward to those, I guess. And That's also, I... Pretty cool. Yeah. Also, I hope that as I release these, my stuff gets better and better. Cause I mean, I've gone through like my old stuff, like Dan Sweeter, who, um, how trashy and unquantized that is. It's, I mean, it's really, really cool. I had some really, really cool ideas with the loops that I put in there, but then I listened to that and then I listened to temporal and I'm like, yeah, temporal is the winner. <laughs> it is the ultimate winner. Yeah. yeah so, so go stream that when that comes out. That. Yeah. At- I guess if this podcast comes out, like a stream it now or whenever it does. Um, Yeah. yeah. So go do that. Go support local musicians. Yeah. Trying to make it. (laughs) Yeah. Go support Millersville musicians. Actually, I have a bonus question. What actually for you, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn the table. It's now the uh, Hunter talks about blank with blank podcast. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah. Let's not, let's not. of ourselves um so i just have one question that i was thinking about because i don't know if you want to start doing this with your podcast or like have people ask you a question or two i know it's like you have bring the guest on but oh, yeah. like i yeah. think it'd be cool to like flip it around um so what is sure. what is the reason behind the album title year one year one 
well, just because. So, I mean, I could have called it something else, um, but I just kind of pit, kind of like with this podcast name. I was the most uncreative decision in the world of just like, hey, this was my, this was all the stuff that I made in my first year of college. So I guess I'll just call it year one, and maybe it'll be a part of a four part series. I have no idea. And then for like this podcast, I was just like. Hey, I'm just going to name it the way it explains exactly what it's about because that's basically what the podcast is about. So, I mean, it sounds kind of dumb with me naming it that way, but I mean it also. I love the intro to the podcast too. Like, I I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally asked that. I asked Josh to do that on like Thursday. And I mean, he didn't even look. I don't even think he looked at the sheet music that I sent him until like Saturday afternoon. <laughs> And I told him it was like, do it like, I don't know, like seven or like eight. And yeah, like seven. And he started at five and sent it to me at six. <laughs> like he got it mixed and mastered in like an hour. And especially, I mean, I'm really thankful for him to do that. But also the fact that it's jazz, which I mean, I rarely write any <laughs> jazz or make any jazz in a doll. Like it's not a thing I do, but I love jazz. So I sent it to him and then I totally forgot because I didn't think it sounded good in my voice. I sent it to him. And I'm like, I just totally blanked. I forgot that all he sings is pop and musical theater, which yeah. rarely if ever consists of jazz. So he, he was like stressing out for like the first like few, because he started to look at it at like three o'clock or like four o'clock. And he's like, call me immediately. And I hadn't looked at my phone and I'm like, I called him at like five, like 15. And I'm like, Hey, you, do you have something to talk to me about? And he's like, Oh no, I figured it out. I'll get it to you like in an hour. And I'm like, okay. He's, he's right. like, yeah, you wrote jazz. You know, I'm not good at jazz. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> he's so picky. That one. But he He's so picky, but you know what? We all love him. Yes, we do. If we you're watching this, Josh, we love you, but like, you need to calm down. <laughs> you need to relax, sir. <laughs> yes, and you can call me at these releases and you listen to me saying this. <sighs> Good luck, <Goodness>. dude. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This is Ben Derek with his friend Hunter McNally. Go stream his latest album on my own. Out now. Thank you yeah. so much. And goodbye.